Why does this thing exist? Podcast. Why does this thing exist? Podcast. Good morning, friends. Good morning. Welcome to a podcast called Why Does This Thing Exist? Podcast. Still called that? Always has been. Hey. Welcome back, our good friend, Michael McCann. Hello, Michael. Hello. Welcome How are you guys back. doing? All good, good. Thank you. Thank you for having me back. No problem. Always a pleasure. Hey, so I'll tell you what, then. Let's just get straight into it. Um, okay. Go on, Andy. Show us something. Hello. Right, guys. Um, we were discussing things uh, before uh, we started recording, and this isn't to do with any of that, but... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, because that was... Incredibly libelous. <laughs> Should never be committed to the record. Um, but uh, it bas- <laughs> spices things up. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I think if, if this, was, this is our last episode, my go for it, you'll just go on a real <laughs> blaze of glory. <laughs> I think the last episode just be a list of names and crimes. <laughs> <laughs> and that should be the title of it too. Though, ironically, that'd be a more successful one. And then we have to start again. Yeah. Now there's an audience for it. All you've got to do is wait for twenty years for the stories to come out, and then yeah. everyone will be like, "Oh, were they terribly prescient?" Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> throw no shit on a wall, and some of that will stick legally. <laughs> like how everybody uh, thinks that um, Johnny Rotten was letting people on about Jimmy Savile. When in reality was Johnny Rotten was just being an arse to everybody at the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, he had more of a scattergun approach than he, he, yeah. like, he wasn't like a sniper. He was just like a flamethrower, <laughs> taking everybody down. <laughs> anyway, the point I was going to get is um, you guys are a bit more up to speed on uh, modern culture, modern TV than I am because I'm more of a, a geeky uh, uh, selection of uh, cultural consumption. So you might have more understanding about this than I do. Now it's a slightly two part thing. It's a product, and also I know it's more normally your thing, but it's also a product which represents the thing that I'm curious about. So, okay. uh, tell me, gentlemen, why does this exist? Oh, yes, look at this. Oh. <laughs> this is a, uh, a drawstring bag designed around the face of Phil Mitchell. So you can just have Phil Mitchell's face on uh, a, you know, one of the drawstring bags you pull at the top and it gets closed up and stuff. There's um, two two things that jump out on me. It jump yeah. out at me immediately. Is one, it's not even thoughtfully printed on the bag. Oh, no, <laughs> like, yeah. and then no. two, the user rating reviews are at four point nine eight stars yeah. out of five. Yeah, at fifty six reviews. That's a good representation, yeah. So um, we'll get the reviews in a second. I'll just see some, um, show you some other, other photos you have. So from a different angle, you can sort of see when it's flat, oh. it's a bit more... Uh, All right. Yeah, that looks that looks more yeah. like Phil Mitchell's face. Yeah, yeah. Come to bed eyes, <laughs> isn't it? Uh, <laughs> yeah. A bit of a close-up in case you don't know what Phil Mitchell looks like from the last photo. I don't know what this tells you. This photo is just... Uh, I don't think any of these photos are of the actual product. I, I'm, I would be surprised if they were, yeah. This looks like they just superimposed... Uh, you know, a JPEG of Phil Mitchell onto a blank drawstring bag. Yeah. He's quite um, handsome when you get up close, isn't it? And he's not distorted <laughs> by the bag. You think so? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess. I can... like, look at that. I, I guess. There's, there's a certain sort of you know, intensity <laughs> about his features, which is a bit of my like, I guess. But um... He's got a very thin lip. I've never noticed that about him before. Oh, he's very symmetrical as well. He is. Yeah, actually. Which you don't realise. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, are his lips actually thin, or is this like what they look like on a bag? 
Oh, yes. He's got bag lips on this one. <laughs> he's, he's got goldfish <laughs> lips. That's a problem. So he's, <laughs> he's been pulled taut. If you do the duck face selfie, you feel a bit of the drawstring. Mouth just contracts completely like a cat's ass. Um, you can't apparently buy a, an essential t shirt with Phil Mitchell's face on, which, um, uh, I mean, I mean, I guess I'm stretching the definition of essential somewhat there, but uh, <laughs> I managed to get by without one of these for, oh. <laughs> for quite some time. Oh, my, you would turn yeah. some heads at the gym, wouldn't you, wearing that? <laughs> the other way. Or, yeah. or a court. Imagine turning up to court wearing these. <laughs> or a job interview. Yeah. <laughs> at a school. Yeah. No, I don't know what access is. <laughs> and they, they look quite pleased about it. They did. Both of them look very happy with it. Yeah. I think, like I say, I think these are just um, stock white shirt wearing models and uh, the, the picture's been printed on top because, like, this doesn't look. Uh, graphic T-shirt <laughs> doesn't look right, does it? <laughs> oh, they've got the dimensions. <laughs> the prices are out of this world as well. What's that like? Twenty-six pound penny. <laughs> why? Why one penny? <laughs> yeah. The top spammers that is, I think. <laughs> you know, oh, people... that's right, yeah, time wasters. Yeah. Yeah, Got to play exactly. So, um, yeah, basically, it's a page full of um, merchandise where you can just get Phil Mitchell's face on stuff, like a drawstring bag. So. I mean, I, I'm curious as to who would want that. I mean, but then again, we've gone through the, the list of stuff. We also like we wouldn't necessarily object to having having these things. Um, see, see, I I feel like the initial reaction is like, what the fuck? Yeah. But then the more that you leave the page open, and the more I look at it, the more it sort of makes sense, and the more I want it. Mm. Yeah, that is actually, I said this is a two part. That's the second part, and that's the part I'm actually more curious about because what is. Uh, or what is or why does it exist? This sort of cultural fascination with Phil Mitchell slash Steve McFadden, because he's become sort of like a, a go-to meme gif, you know, a reaction type uh, animation thing now. Um, mm. He pops up a lot in, uh, you know, like youth culture and thing and stuff like this. So you know, he does seem to be a cultural touchstone, like a sort of a, a you know a, a media a darling, is not the right word. The character seems to be weirdly popular in uh, context outside of the soap opera. Mm. I don't know what it is about him. What is Do you it? think it's because people associate him with like a simpler time? Like it's like <laughs> the, it's the juxtaposition of like a simpler time when we all understood what was going on <laughs> versus being printed on a bag, which is like a, a modernist <laughs> thing. Yeah. And it's like that that combination makes it very appealing. I think you might be onto something because the yeah. the character of Phil Mitchell goes in cycles of uh, horrendous relationships uh, with his uh, sexual partners and children, hmm. ultra violence, and alcoholism and drug abuse. And whenever you turn in into EastEnders, um, if you're an irregular viewer like me, Phil Mitchell will be at one point indulging in one of those three characters. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, yeah, he's like, he's like a sort of bedrock of, uh, yeah, mainstream culture. Then he's a cornerstone. He's a he's a pillar yes. of British culture. He's a lodestone. That's the thing. He's, he's a lodestone, Dean. Yes, he's he's a load bearing character of culture, which I can totally understand. I totally appreciate mm. because I never used to watch EastEnders, but when he was like on all the time. When we were younger, it was Grant Mitchell who was like the the breakout star. Should we say? I thought like of the of the Mitchell brothers, uh, Phil was like the the other one. Yeah, and then right. it went sort of like a, a bit of a Venus then Serena thing. Um, he's he's I, transcended I, though, hasn't he, Grant? Yeah. Yes, 
So like he, we now know him not just as Grant. He's Ross Kemp. Also, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He is. He's Bridget Spice. Bridget Spice lies. Bridget lies. <laughs> is he? <laughs> yeah. Have you yes. Seen the <laughs> yes. It's the best game show ever. Oh, that. Have you seen this thing? We're going to dig really, you know. It's amazing. Yeah, please do. It's <laughs> the easiest televised game show <laughs> really I've is, ever yeah. seen. <laughs> okay. And, and he's like, he's got no charisma to be presenting it. Yeah. But that that's what makes it so appealing as well. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so Ross Kemp hosts a game show, or is it Steve McFan? Uh, Ross Kemp. Ross Kemp. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Would people lie or... Well, what it is? Well, yeah. Give me the premise. Explain it to Michael. Yeah, it, it's it's basically just true or false, isn't it? Where they'll say uh, these are character names in Game of Thrones or something like that, and they'll get they'll get a suite of answers, like multiple choice, and then they're, they're on a big board. They're standing on a big board, and mm. they have to stand on the right answer, and every right answer gets them closer to the goal. Right. Okay. So the answer's on the floor, and he's in. He's he's wearing a very efficient gusset as well. Yes, yeah, very efficient. It's popping it yeah. all up to his uh, neck. He's, he's like <laughs> one of those fucking Komodo yeah. dragons. <laughs> so the questions would be, uh, like, well, first time I watched it, I thought, am I watching a new specialist channel for the mentally disabled? Or something <laughs> yeah. like that? What? It's okay. like, you've got to be the height of cretinous Britain to be able to be perplexed by this. It'd be like, it'd be like uh, use some characters from Game of Thrones. I mean, you'd have Jon Snow, you'd have, well, I don't know, Nerys Dragons or whatever her name is. And then it'd be like Bob Monkhouse. And they'd be like, <laughs> oh, I don't think he, I think I think it's Bob Monkhouse. I think it's Bob Monkhouse. And yeah. then someone would be going like, I'm not sure about that. I've never heard of Jon Snow. And then like, oh, hovering over you. And, and Grant would be going, you're running out of time. You need to make a decision quickly. <laughs> Like like he's about to fucking gun him down. Yeah. And then one of these absolute lummoxes will just step on Bob Monkhouse. <laughs> I um I didn't see it myself, but I heard of a sort of similar thing which um show took an Edinburgh an Edinburgh once. I don't know if it's the name, but the premise was three truths and a lie. You had four comedians on stage and three of them were telling a true story, one of telling them a lie, you know, sort of guess at the end. Right. And this is a Michael Legg I mean, he saw this and uh, wrote a rather scathing blog about it because he, he was in it. He said um the first person told a story about getting on the wrong train. The second story told a story about uh, a mix up that happened at the laundry. Third person told a story about uh, you know being at a date that went wrong. <laughs> the fourth guy stage told a story about how he shoved the Eiffel Tower up his ass, then made out of pubes to replace it. <laughs> <laughs> Which one of those is not true? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I, <laughs> you got the letter of the law right, but the spirit is somewhat missing. <laughs> I love that. Imagine sitting through forty-five minutes of the other three stories, knowing you've got to be the one who's going to lie. Then you could just knock that out and then fuck off to the bar. <laughs> That's awesome. Whoever did that is yeah. You've got to give credits for this. People balls out audacity, haven't you? Uh, I think also I may be the first person to ever say it'll grant to like the Venus and Serena of EastEnders. I think you're right, though. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah. Well, before they came, it was you know, it was the Beals and the Fowlers and that. And, you know, and they'd be like the Agassiz and the Pete Sampras's. Now I've got this lovely idea in my head, because you mentioned game shows of, like, Family Fortunes. On one side, you've got international tennis stars. On the other side, you've got different characters from EastEnders. <laughs> <laughs> Step down, that would be like, Ian Beale versus Pete Sampras. 
<laughs> the world's greatest tennis athletes. <laughs> <laughs> we we laugh, but I feel like that could have happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would box the absolute shit out of that. <laughs> ITV for listening. Uh, we got it here first. Yeah, we only take we we'll, we'll take ten percent. That's all we want. Yeah. So basically, my question is like the um uh, the you say the why is Phil Mitchell a sort of a uh, cultural a load bearing cultural icon? <laughs> what? And I think Mike's Mike's theory is probably the most um the most sensible sound one so far. I did hear what like, what I do yeah. like as well is like it's got product features written on the bottom, right? And none of the features are to do with Phil's face being on a bag. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's like bag measurements, fifteen inches <laughs> yeah. by seven, by nineteen point five inches. Spacious, sturdy, sweet alternative to tr- traditional backpack. And it's like it's... no, those aren't the selling points, are they? <laughs> selling, the selling point is fucking Phil Mitchell's face on a bag. <laughs> you say that, but probably, they, they could all actually be applied to Phil Mitchell's face. Spacious, sturdy, <laughs> and a sweet alternative <laughs> to traditional backpack. Do you reckon? Do you reckon they'd let allow you to go on a plane if you took that as your carry-on <laughs> luggage? <laughs> I think you're getting the glove if you turn up with that anyway. <laughs> Show me when it says in the law that I cannot take Phil Mitchell's face on the plane. <laughs> and then they they do have a whole section on that. Yeah, <laughs> you're not the first. Sir. You're not the first. He's very popular. Well, this happens all the time. Yeah, the Blair government brought that in with the, the Asbos. <laughs> uh, so. What do you give this then? Phil Mitchell's face on a bag and Phil Mitchell's face in modern culture as a weird sort of uh, ubiquitous thing. I tend to give it a four because technically speaking, there's nothing wrong with this bag. Um, the review suggests it does exactly what it says on the tin. Uh, you know, you get enough bag with Phil Mitchell's face on it. And also nothing wrong with Phil Mitchell being a sort of um, go-to cultural reference. Uh, I kind of I like it that it's sort of a Rather ruddy-faced ham man uh, can be <laughs> sort of a, a pop culture icon. Not that you know, not that such people are underrepresented in the modern world, but uh, not normally in the creative spheres. So uh, yeah. I'll give it a four. I'm okay with it. Mike, uh, I feel it would only be fair to go with the consensus of four point nine eight stars out of five stars. <laughs> um, maybe I deduct. I'll deduct one, no, two decimal points from that, though. So 4.97, just because the top of the bag just doesn't look professional at all, like the way the print's been applied to it. No, totally see that. But otherwise, 4.97. Well, well, I'm going to boost that back up then, because I like the top of the bag. I think the way it's been uh, poorly rendered suggests that He's got some kind of high top dreadlock haircut. <laughs> <laughs> it does as well. Probably a midlife crisis by then. Like that. Yeah, that's it. Phil has found reggae and a man who will deal in the wig. It's like his cornrow phase. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> if you had to say what type of music Phil Mitchell likes, what oh. would you say? Oh, what, reg- uh, like. Rasta film Mitchell or actually? Oh, no, the standard film Mitchell. Well, we'll do it then. Good, good point. We'll take a two part there. We'll do um, what does standard BBC One film Mitchell listen to? And what does imaginary Rasta film Mitchell listen to? I, oh, well, yeah. Oh, Mike, you're, 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 you're well, I, mind. I feel like immediately Coldplay, number one. <laughs> I, I was going to say something similar, yes. <laughs> Rasta film Mitchell, I feel like would be 
it's more aggressive. Mm. Uh, it, it'd be like it's drill and stuff like that, but I don't, oh, I don't know an artist to reference. Yeah. So though, because I feel like Russell Mitchell is still like trying to be a rasta. No like, clue about it. I bet he listened like UB40 or something, thinking that's, <laughs> thinking that's what it's meant to be, and he doesn't have any insight as to what's gone wrong with it. Yeah, I think two valid uh, angles. <laughs> I think uh, normal Phil Mitchell. I think he likes sort of. Well, he's a mechanic, isn't he? So he likes um, the type of rock where you would have a woman on the bonnet of a car. So Mike I can, the mechanics. Not not Mike and the mechanics, no. <laughs> I think he's that literal. <laughs> he thinks I'm a mechanic. I can't listen to that <laughs> with mechanic in the title. <laughs> yeah, cool, yeah. Or the cars. He likes the cars or Mike <laughs> mechanics, nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I think uh, Rastafel Mitchell just listens to the most obscenely homophobic uh, dancehall <laughs> songs. Okay. Uh, well, did I give uh, a score? Uh, yeah, you did. I think you gave it five, didn't you? No. Or did you? Yeah, five. Five. Welcome back, friends. So I've got something for you now, guys. I, um, it's an interest tonight, Tom. So what I found is on eBay, there's a oh, seller no. of, well, at least one that is selling genuine haunted dolls. No. Right. And what they are. Like they, I don't they, like they, it, Simon. No? Don't you like no. it? I fucking hate no. dolls. Oh, well, <laughs> these ones, these ones, you might like these ones, Michael. They're, they're haunted by the spirits of the deceased. No. Does that make it any better? No. You, you really get things haunted by the spirits of the living, to be honest, because that sort of defeats the object. I don't know, Dean. Have you seen my marriage? Withdraw <laughs> <laughs> my comments, Your Honor. <laughs> this one I've got in front of us now. It's sold for £16. Right. I don't like and looking it was, at it. It was haunted by a positive spirit, Mike. Oh, it's categories, was okay. it? How do you know yeah. that? It says it in the description of the oh, item. That, that proves it then. <laughs> and you can't bid on an item which is falsely described. <laughs> Are you sure about that? Is that a thing? Oh, I don't like it. It makes me feel sick. <laughs> I'll get rid of the picture. I'll, yeah, I'll, look, I'll, look, look at the boots. The description. Look at the boots. Look at the, the China white face with the bouffant. It's, it's a very, very white face, which is... um. I say this with... um. A small degree of expertise because when I was like 13, uh, my mother just started collecting them and they're all around the house. So we had this massive collection of porcelain dolls just stood there and stared at you. They're oh, all in the I living know. room. So if you fell asleep on the sofa, you woke up and you just saw this army of creepy miniature ghosts just staring at you. It was kind of insane. Yeah, my, my sister did it as well. She had a room full of them. I couldn't stay in the room for more than five minutes alone because it, it made yeah. me feel really uncomfortable. <laughs> It's because I, you knew they were haunted, Michael. <laughs> Maybe. It's like ha- haunted with Rasta Phil Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine again a tiny plastic doll and claiming it was haunted by the ghost of Phil Mitchell in Rasta form. <laughs> and they were selling that on eBay. But it's one of those things that it's so precise and stupid. It must be true. It's gonna, be. No one's going to make up that level of detail about something. That's stranger than fiction sort of stuff. So, I'm I obviously I'm genuinely curious about the, the genuine aspect of this uh, mm. product, like genuine haunted doll. Now, well, saying... and also, Dean, on your point of um, no, nobody would be that meticulous about detail for something that wasn't genuine. Mm. You may be onto something. 
I'm just going to scroll down to the description of the item now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. There's, there's a, a nice lengthy, um, I'd say, oh, Jesus Christ. 15 paragraphs here <laughs> about, about the history of the item, uh, this haunted doll. Um, this, is what, this is why the internet is great, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is one of his strengths, I'll say that. So this is from a collection that this person received from Scarborough. This lot come from Scarborough, a beautiful coastal town in Yorkshire. The keeper was a 77-year-old gentleman who has gone into assisted living accommodation and only took a few of his huge collection with him. <laughs> 77-year-old gentleman? Yeah. Yeah. What, with all his dolls in his house? Well, that's the thing, though. If you believe that this doll does have the spirit of a dead person in him, then you would... L- look after you wouldn't you like it that'd be a fucking horrendous decision to make <laughs> right yeah. i've got to go into assisted living i can only take a, a select few of these hundred souls that i have <laughs> <laughs> like captured in dolls in my living room how would you pick that but isn't that i mean we, we get into the uh phantasmical realm which i don't think any particular rules apply but if you know right this china construct in my hand has the soul of someone trapped inside it. So sure. I'm going to do it. Probably a mantelpiece and just have it stare at me for, for the next 70 years. <laughs> isn't that like torturous? I mean, I don't think it can't die. So like, that's worse, isn't it? Like, I have no mouth, but I must scream. That's this sort of territory. <laughs> so I'm going to take these with me to assisted living where they can see a nurse wash my balls. I'll <laughs> be a nice new sign for them. <laughs> yes, there is there is no heaven, there is only hell. It's only as you watch your, your late keeper get his balls washed as he forgets whether he's had his tablets and or dinner for the day. Yeah. And then when he dies, does he get to go into a doll or does he get like sweet release? Oh, that's a very good question, Oh, Fuck yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's like would that be even like the, the fact that insult these dolls? <laughs> I'm gonna die. <laughs> I don't have to exist, but you do. I feel like there's a lot to unpack here, which there's so much. Oh, yeah. It can't yeah. be covered in this little segment of the podcast. We might have to come back to this. Yeah. Uh, like, scroll right back up to the top. So, what do you say? It was a positive. It's yeah, a, a positive spirit. A, a positive. And then, and then go to the description. And it's like, now there was a ghostly white vessel, 25 years old, Memphis, 1931. I'm assuming either born. That's or when death. the spirit came. Mm-hmm. But then the following sentences. Died at the hands of other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a positive spirit. Yeah, but I think yeah. this was an awful place to live then. So maybe there's like just sweet relief. Like, oh, I wasn't enjoying that. Thanks. <laughs> I'd much rather be in a dog and live wherever the hell this place is. Thank God I was murdered. Yeah. So you got the, 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 the eBay seller is at pains to point out this is not a vengeful spirit, even though they died at the hands of others. <laughs> in well, Memphis. You know you know when people say, like, oh, life doesn't begin until you hit 40 or until you hit <laughs> yeah. 50. Do you reckon these people are like, oh, life doesn't begin until you get, like, fucking reincarnated inside a doll? <laughs> <laughs> Great depression. I could just die and go to a doll and watch an old, watch an old man with balls washed. <laughs> it does sound like an easier life, to be honest. Or, or I don't know why of all the things that we could be talking about about this item, we're focusing on an old man getting his balls washed. I feel like Mike's uncomfortable, so I thought I'd just distract from it. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, that's right. Michael McCann, he's famous for wanting to talk about old men's balls. <laughs> he seems happier. He seems like a positive spirit. He does seem happier. Exactly. If he dies yeah. and goes into a doll, he'd be a happy doll. It does, it does make me feel more comfortable. <laughs> 
Speaking of things which aren't, you know, which, we aren't, which aren't in the description, at no point to mention that these dolls belong to the seller. It just says that the old man was taken away and now I've got the dolls. It's like she's no. just wandering around just nicking things. Well, that's the thing, Dean. This moves me on to this next point I want to make. So in the description of the spirit, right, uh, this person has got quite a few of these dolls for sale. This one in particular sold for £16 some time ago. I checked on their eBay's uh, seller site today, and there's at least 10 more listed, right? And the description of this particular one says, a calm and quiet lady who likes the peace and quiet around her. Happiest indoors with the books and art supplies. Not suitable for a noisy home. Now, this person is selling up to 40 of these fucking spirit dolls at a time. Uh, if they all like a quiet home, <laughs> they can't have it, can they? It's just a pile of dead spirits. <laughs> and they're getting woofed out to Royal Mail to be shunted around in vans. Yeah, yeah, like. the, actual, the transport itself is going to be quite chaotic. That's going to be... Uh, I, I guess you can sort of hedge your bets a bit because the sort of people who are going to buy a haunted doll from eBay for £16 probably aren't the most like... Yeah, i got a lot of small kids, so that's exactly the sort of thing they'd like. <laughs> I can't imagine a house you'd go around with and then they had that on the mantelpiece and they'd be like, oh, that's Nala. <laughs> D- don't mind her, but if you wouldn't <laughs> mind, just, just keep the volume down because yeah, she enjoys a peaceful house. <laughs> she, uh, she died at the hands of others, see? Uh, okay. <laughs> She's positive, you know, but she, but she was murdered at, at age twenty-five. So, <laughs> like, like, there's no way. I don't, I don't want to be judgmental, but there's no way that's not going to happen unless you're living alone, is there? No, it's I mean, I, right. No, we'll it tolerate it. Skews that uh, demographic, yeah. Well, the seventy-seven-year-old gentleman put up with her off his wife, and then he, you know, he, he looked after him for a bit long after she died. Yeah, but look how it look how it ended with him. Assisted living accommodation, and he didn't even get. Yes, yes, uh, he, he was get... driven insane by these spirits. I was about to say, it doesn't mention how his wife died. It just says she died before him. So, um, oh, no, assisted yeah. living does you, know, mm. you could you, you could describe prison as such. I mean, that's <laughs> they do things for you there. If you had to come back as a ghost, would you like to go in the doll, or would you prefer to go in like a car, like Christine? Oh yeah, big like big time Christine. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like something mobile. I think, like, if you're not, if if you if you're dead, you know, you might as well see the sights of it. Yeah, you want to see the world. Yeah, yeah. No ties, no family ties, or anything. Yeah, just. Well, you'd want to be person. like a poltergeist and be able to move things around and just be like, oh, I, yeah. I thought I thought <laughs> I left my glass there, but I left it by there. Ah, I'll mess up. I guess I'm only doing this. Yeah, by the inconveniences. <laughs> <laughs> Would you be a friendly ghost like Hafspera or would you be an absolute bastard? <laughs> I think I'd start off trying to be friendly and then I'd probably just lose patience pretty quickly and just be a dickhead forever. Well, Casper became a human, didn't he? Briefly, in the film. Like 10 when, he, when he got off with Christina Ricci. Yeah, that was weird. That's right. It? That's a bit sick as well. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. Awesome, isn't it? yeah. <laughs> Kissing a dead kid. Is that, is that all right? <laughs> yeah. is, that, is that good? <laughs> yeah. It's meant to be romantic, but it's very, very creepy. Yeah. We need to incorporate this into the Alston Hammond biopic. That's right. Oh, yeah. By the way, this is me and Michael writing an Alston Hammond biopic. I have no part of More information to follow. <laughs> Needless to say, the third act will be heavily involved in necrophilia. <laughs> I feel this is more of an auto admin meeting now, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm calling it an admin meeting. <laughs> okay.
Dean Burnett to Mr. Feely's office. Right then, on air admin meeting, um, Dean, uh, you've been roped into this. You're a professional author, Dean. You must have a way with words. You'd assume so, wouldn't you? But uh, I've just talked about old man's balls for 20 minutes. I'm not entirely sure that counts. Dean, you're fired. <laughs> on air admin meeting over. Uh, back to this uh, horrific article. <laughs> As per eBay's regulations, I have to say that this is for entertainment purposes only. And if you're buying a tangible item doll, item doll, one word, uh, while activity here is accurate, I cannot be held responsible for any encounters that you may or may not have similarly similar with any damage they may cause to objects in your home, in the home. Ah, oh, such a cop out, that. What I say there is... This is just a doll, by the way. So if you do have any sort of, if any ghost spirits trash your house, not my fault, wink, wink. <laughs> Commit or don't. Something such a shit house. <laughs> but, but also, if they don't do that, that isn't their fault either. Because <laughs> they know buyers will be expecting that. <laughs> They'll be like, where are all the books, books flying off the bookshelf? Hasn't happened. Not much of a reader, Nala. <laughs> <laughs> I, I quite like that statement because, like, if if you were a total shyster, I think they would emphasise the may not happen more than there's a chance that something absolutely horrific could yeah. happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's also it could be protecting your business because you know, like when that um, was it that haunted child painting, all those houses burned down in the eighties. Oh yes, yeah, oh was, yeah, they, yeah, they did. They just happened to. It was so popular that some houses burned down because it happened back then. <laughs> they say, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, well, it's not my fault, you know, because people are like, oh, no, like these haunted dolls, nothing by those. And um... <laughs> But it is like, yeah, like we're not responsible if all of your family is murdered by this doll, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is what it should be. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, it's horrible. It's horrible. I wouldn't even put it inside of a Phil Mitchell drawstring bag. <laughs> <laughs> what about this thought? If it let's assume for a second that it does contain the soul of somebody who died in 1931, mm. sixteen pound is not a lot for that, is it? <laughs> no, I th- I think that's an accurate representation of of the value of life, isn't it? <laughs> You're probably right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, less than enough lamb to cook on a Sunday dinner. You can either have the soul of a, a mortal woman, or you can have a full Sunday dinner lamb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when, when it's all said and done, and we all shift off this mortal coil, no, no matter any achievements that you've made, it, will it be worth more than sixteen quid? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> and also, if you've got the doll, then that's te- now technically you're like you're the custodian of this doll now. You got you, it's your job now. You're you're paying to do a job. That's true. And yeah, that's sort of that's not exactly no. It's not a good deal, is it? It's like, Pay you 50 quid, and I've got to do all the work from now on. No. Literally forever. And then I'll be a doll myself. <laughs> yeah. And that's a whole other thing. Well, you know you're not allowed to buy children. <laughs> I have thought about it, but okay, yeah. You're not? Oh, <laughs> no, Michael. No. Michael. What have I been doing all this time? <laughs> Another Christmas present ruined. Thanks. <laughs> oh, made a massive error. <laughs> I hope you kept the receipts, Michael. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I always keep the receipts. Yeah, it was PayPal property anyway, so you can just cancel it and get the money back. Get another child. Look, 
We're going to have a look now with some Ooh, of the other oh, items. Here we go. A lot of these are worse. That these ones one. are scary anyway. Look at yeah. this one here. Oh, the bowl cut. <laughs> the bowl cut. This one's got a tremendous bowl cut. They're horrible. <laughs> Dean, did you say, was it your, your mum or your grandmother had them all? My mother, yeah. yeah they, this, my first look at this again, she might have had this one. This is actually. Yeah. But did she much... pay like hundreds of pounds for each one as well? Uh, not hundreds, but they weren't cheap. They weren't like um, weren't, they weren't sixteen pound. I know that. I feel so, like my sister. I feel like my sister's ones were like hundreds of pounds. Maybe maybe not two, which were maybe not that much. You yeah. might be onto something here. Are the ones that aren't haunted more expensive than the ones that are? Well, that's the thing. Isn't oh it? yeah, does a haunted doll count as used? I think so. Yeah, it's yeah. like a new car, and that was like a second hand car. <laughs> so it's already had yeah. sold in it. And then, uh... but this is also a positive spirit. This, they're all positive spirits. I don't think this woman Can, sells any negative spirits. Can we search if there are any negative spirits? Yes, let's do that. Yeah, I think you're right. Haunted doll negative spirit. And I want to see. I want to see if the price. Because I feel like the price would go up for a negative spirit. Yeah, because you send it somewhere else, couldn't you? Yes. yes. I'd love to send a haunted doll to my boss with a <laughs> real <laughs> negative spirit. <laughs> Can we do that now on the podcast right now? <laughs> yes, yes. Dean, get your credit card out. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, we've got one. Fifty-five pound. It is. Yeah, there we go. There's oh. another one here. Hundred twenty-five. No fucking way. Yeah. Jesus, look at this one. Oh my god, they're disgusting. Haunted doll, negative spirit attachment, tormented child. They do go for more, it seems. They are. They're more expensive. Yeah. You know, this is my fear, by the way. I did not know that. Like, what? what is the thing you're most scared of? I fucking hate dolls. <laughs> I, I, I honestly, I, I didn't pick this on purpose. Look at this one. There's a pair of haunted dolls. Right. We're gonna have a look at, wait, we'll have a look at this negative spirit, then we're going to have a look at the pair of haunted dolls. Oh. And I'm hoping, fingers to God, that the pair of haunted dolls didn't know each other before they died. <laughs> oh, New listing. Right then. This is Bonnie, and Bonnie is a negative spirit. Oh, I see. Oh, yeah. No. I don't know anything about her background information, as in her age, how she passed, etc. All I have is a name, that she is female, and that she is unhappy. But why? <laughs> why? You've got to explain that. You can't You can't just say that and not quantify it. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm with Michael Lee, I can't be honest. I think he's got that to be allowed. complete. <laughs> You're an author, and you work in academia. That wouldn't be allowed. <laughs> no, no, you've got to have some sort of backstory, at least. You know, say, show, don't tell. You've got to tell something. <laughs> this haunted doll was gifted to me by a lady decked head to toe in Phil Mitchell regalia. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why the doll was unhappy. <laughs> Listen to this. The vessel was given to me some time ago by a lady and had expressed that she can no longer have it in her home. The lady and myself have experienced oh, no. nausea, headaches, and dizziness when she makes herself known. And it can be quite intense at times. Best thing to do in that scenario, sell it on eBay for £65. <laughs> <laughs> Good condition. Good condition. Good condition does cause nausea. <laughs> Ridiculous. Oh. Let's have a look at the pair. Please, please don't though. be related. Look at yeah, these pair. Oh, God. Oh, wow. This looks like uh, Brompton or something, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, they look much happier. They don't look like scary dolls at all. Also, they're exactly the same doll. But yes. basically, she's got long hair and glasses 
and he's just got short hair. Yeah, but they're exactly the same tall. Mm. They, they do say couples come to look like each other. After time. <laughs> <laughs> Let's have a look at the description of this. Um, the lady doll Hilda. She is the spirit of an older lady in Tasmania. She's eighty-two years old when she passed away. She would suit any type of collector. Okay. Really? <laughs> right, here we go. This is interesting. Cause and years of death, age-related illness. I get wheezy around her, which is this may have something to do with smoking and or lungs. I'm getting <laughs> the year 1972. <laughs> oh, <fine. laughs> uh, who's the fella? Good innings, if, you, if you're smoking. Oh, Brian. Um, the male doll, Brian, he's a spirit of an older man. He, he tells me he was 63 years old when he passed away. It suit any type of collector. Yeah. <laughs> Cause the year of death, Brian worked at a factory and was electrocuted by machinery. Okay. The year 1966. I've got a feeling that these two spirit dolls, which he has put arm in arm together, did not know each other before they died. Wait, oh. 1966? Is that when England won the World Cup? Yes. <laughs> right. uh, do you think that's connected or not? <laughs> I, I think so. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Well, the machinery was the TV set. He was trying to fix it because they were trying to, trying to watch the game. Yeah. And then they got so excited, he spilled beer. <laughs> and he was electrocuted and died. John Barnes got his hands on the, <laughs> from the machinery. Barnes. It was very much there in 1966. Don't <laughs> he's, he's basically like quantum leaping through. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> through the World Cups of the years. Yeah. Yeah. Look at this. It says type of spirit, human. I'm going to get in there. Fucking <laughs> crocodile. Does she sell non human? I'm sorry, that's not an interesting thing. I would love to buy a doll off her with the spirit of a crocodile that died by an electrocution in the 1960s. <laughs> 1960s World Cup. <laughs> <laughs> You're trying to watch, but it's, it's a water beast. So it got electrified. <laughs> oh, uh, hang on, hang on. Right. This is about the male doll, Brian, right? It, I, the detail that they give here is astounding. It's even got it down to his likes and dislikes. And his likes are scotch, cigarettes, and crisps. <laughs> <laughs> that could be anyone from 1966. Yeah, that could be anyone from any era ever. Any era. <laughs> <laughs> dislikes, air fresheners that are too strong. That's, that's really specific. Not all air fresheners, just just the, the overly sickly ones. <laughs> I feel like this, this, like I should make this my Tinder profile. <laughs> <laughs> I like Scotch cigarettes and crisps. Not so fun on the air fresheners that are too strong. <laughs> You're safe from children, pets, and other spirits. <laughs> I, mind, to, I was electrocuted by machinery and I did. Dislikes watching old men get their balls <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Good stuff. Right. So, what are we? What are we going to give these haunted spirit dolls? I'm, I'm very. I'm going to go very harsh here, and I'm going to give it one maximum, maybe zero point five, because I don't. I guess no one's been done any harm by it, but it does sort of, to me, veer comfortably towards the, the realm of. Enabling and so you know, uh, mental disorders and stuff, and I think it's very much in that sort of realm. And and I just find I find the whole thing kind of like lose a bit of a bad taste. So yeah, it was zero point five because I I, oh, I find it yeah I find it you know grates against the nerves a lot in many very different ways. Mm. Like 
Uh, I'm not going to put it as politely as Dean. Uh, <laughs> flat zero. But I don't like the doll aspect of it. I don't like. I don't like the spirits being inside the dolls. But I also know that all of the descriptions are, are absolutely bullshit. <laughs> they don't. They don't believe it themselves. They haven't seen anything. It's a zero. It's a flat zero, and nothing convinced me of that. Okay. Right. I'm going to come in from a slightly different angle. I'm going to assume that the descriptions and the articles themselves are genuine, and I'm still going to give it a zero, because I don't think people's souls should be trapped in dolls and then sold on oh, eBay. Yes. <laughs> That's a whole other aspect too, yeah. It's slavery. If those things are genuine and there's souls in there and someone has come across them, then it is... In my mind, they are duty-bound to find the survivors, uh, the relatives, rather, of mm. the person's soul and give it to them for free, not on eBay, where there's a charge and postage. <laughs> Disgraceful Royal Mail, you shouldn't be involved in this. Tut-tut. <laughs> they should hand it over to them and say, do everything you can to get this soul piece. Yeah, absolutely. And on to the next section. <laughs> Welcome back, friends. Here we go. Uh, Michael, Michael McCann, show us something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've come up with a topic, haven't I? Yeah. Well, ideally, uh, you would have done it before now. <laughs> all right. So, this man who spent $20,000 transforming himself into dog steps out into public for the first time. There's a wider discussion to be had about body modification here. Yeah. But I first watched this video. And I thought, this is a real dog. Oh. Oh, good boy! You're amazing! One more time? Yeah! Gotta say, the dog's face is very good. Yeah, 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 fair play. Are you good? Look at it, like, the other dog is reacting to it. Yeah. Goes away, feel like a human. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's, that's creepy as fuck. Um... Yeah. It's weird, it's almost, but it's not quite, isn't it? The, yeah. yeah. I didn't know you could get Uncanny Valley with dogs, but you can, apparently. Yeah. Sorry, for the volume was really loud on my end. I don't know if it was for you. It was, yes. I was going to say, given the... It's hard to tell how extensive it is. Now, if that's his actual face, I think that's $20,000 is the very least I expect him to have spent, because this is... It's just like an extensive modification. No, I, no, no, Dean. It's, he's still in somewhat of a costume. He hasn't modified his face to look that much like a right, dog. Good. It's, but what has he done then? If it's just a costume. So he's inside like a dog costume. So, so that this is the thing. Right. I do really like that you thought that he had transformed his f- face into well, that of a dog. When you say he transformed himself, I mean, like my first thought is like, like body modification. If he's just wearing yeah. a costume. I right. don't think that's a mad idea. Okay, maybe I'm wrong. Well, okay. Uh, so, then. Uh, pause for a second, Michael. Okay. Let's do a show of hands. Who thinks he's wearing an elaborate costume or who thinks he has transformed his face to look like a dog? <laughs> we, we know that you think he's transformed his face to look like a dog. No. I think no. he's wearing a costume. What do you think, Michael? I. I don't believe this, but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna be devil's advocate and be like, I think he's. No, I think he's a dog costume, but I think he's augmented parts of his body. 
to I, be, be more dog-like. I, I, that's, that's a, a beautiful consensus, Michael, yes. You, you think he's wearing a costume from the neck down, but like Dean, you think he's transformed his <laughs> no, face into that of a no, dog. No, I, <laughs> yeah. I must protest here. Now, I, when, he, when the article said, man transforms himself into a dog, that was my first thought. Thinking, How has he done that? But I thought, 20 grand, that's not... That's, not, that's quite cheap for plastic surgery. I thought, that doesn't sound right. And then we saw it. I thought, is that... What? Have you had some done? Me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My page looked like this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. This, this this is me, the aftershock. <laughs> I used to be a dog. <laughs> no, but he, he was American. Like, surgery, like, by default, is insanely expensive just, just by existing because they can see you for anything. So... Logically, if it is in America, it might be somewhere else. I mean, it says dollars, but that could be anything. But um, I think it's Japan. Well, I, I, I think it's Japan. Yeah, yeah. I think well, it's Japan. That's, that's, that's pretty much a first world nation. The last I checked, so uh, yeah. probably it's quite expensive there too. Um, uh, so, do do we think Click on Daily Mail is the, are they a reputable source of information? Um, I think they're like I'd say uh, for general political coverage, no. But for your uh, dogman hybrids, I think they are the number one source. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. yeah. yeah, I've met some science reporters. She's all right. <laughs> I've decided to give up being a human and become a collie. Japanese man spends $15,000 on ultra-realistic dog costumes so he can live like an animal. So it is a costume, then. It's a good Copy costume. I'm not arguing that. It is a good costume. You've got to give it to him. But this thing, when I first saw the video, I thought it was a real dog. For like a, about 10 seconds. And then I realised something's off here. Yeah. Like I said, just now, like I didn't realize you could have the uncanny valley for dogs, but it turns out you can because, mm. like, it's, it's it's a bit off, it's a bit weird. And I say in the video, you saw the dog go past him, the, the actual dog, looking terrified, which yeah. uh, harks back to something we discussed in a previous episode, Simon, which you know about here, Michael. But um, horses being able to recognize each other, so clearly it's, it's some sort oh. of you know, um, clearly it, if it's it's a bit off, they tend to dogs at least get a bit uh, flighty about it. So maybe that uh, reinforces my earlier. Yeah, objection to that idea, so yeah. hey, I feel vindicated. Yeah, and Canine Valley. Oh, that's oh good. it I'm is. That down. Write that down. And Canine Valley, and it'll be my next book. And Canine Valley, the Alison Hammond story. Is that the episode? That's the episode title. <laughs> <laughs> the Alison Hammond story. Please, I'll keep saying that. No, no, I've said it. Looks like I'm doing it. Can't edit all that out. It's not going to make any sense. Please do. No, can you can you call the episode that NK Nine Valley, the Alzheimer's story? (laughs) I'd say don't do that. That's just me. Uh, Yeah. So, guy wants to be a collie, essentially. Um, Well, a dog, I imagine, but collie costume he got. That's that's new. I mean, there's there's information here. Yes, yeah, Michael, go for it. Well, I thought that a big animal close to my size would be good, considering that it would be a realistic model. So I decided to make it a dog. Oh, that's interesting. So it wasn't like he had a burning passion to be a dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. Didn't want to be a human anymore. Which I, I, I can respect. But I feel like there is a wider discussion to be had here about like. Not just dogs, like body modification. Yeah, like that's a lot, a lot of money spent on being a dog. I don't think I would ever do it. I wouldn't rule it out, but I don't think I would spend twenty grand to become a dog. 
I've got to say that I think that's a deal for what he's ended up with, 20 grand. I think. Yeah, that looks like it's it's pretty good. It's quite good. Yeah, he got his money's worth. Yeah, he's definitely got his money's worth. What do you think about body modification generally then anyway? Like, do you remember there was a guy, um, you might have met him, Dean. I was kind of interested in it for a bit where, like, uh, they were augmenting their bodies with uh, technology. I think it was a guy from Reading University. I can't remember his name. And he was the oh, leader of it. I think th- there's a futurist community who does stuff like this. Yeah, there's a... Yeah. Yeah. And they, was, they were putting, like, basically, like, their... The, uh, remote controls in their arms and shit like that. Mm. Like, and that was oh, a good 10 years ago when I was looking at that. Yeah, I mean, there are some parts we took becoming more, more widespread now, like our friend and regular guest, Trev, he has one of those um, diabetic chips in his arm. Mm. So you just scan it with your phone and then it tells you your blood sugar. You haven't got to keep taking blood anymore, which is that's great. That's really good, yeah. That, that's great. Like, I love stuff like that. That's what technology and medicine coming together is, is, yeah. is really good. But the, the whole... Yeah, but does it make him look like a dog? No, no, no Trev, don't make it. <laughs> Trev's doing his best for that anyway. You know, he's, he's, yeah, yeah. he's actually he's got the hair. He's, he doesn't wear clothes very often. He's really, yeah, yeah. He's really going yeah. for it in a sort of a piecemeal way. But um, if you've ever watched him lick his own ass with his tongue, though, yeah, then you realise like <laughs> there's no need for him to do any augmentation. <laughs> but, but when it comes to the aesthetic stuff, as in even like people like as someone who you know, as Simon knows, Mike probably doesn't. But when I was a kid, I ran behind the swing or hit in the mouth and bit clean through my tongue and had stitches and stuff. So I'm, you know, the whole forked tongue thing you get to people just split their tongue in half. Mm, yeah. I don't, I mean, that, like Mike with the dolls, I like, I see that. I'm just like instantly clenching every orifice. Um, and I don't get that. Mm. I don't know what the, it's a purely visual thing. Does it enhance anything? But it, it is, again, I, I don't, I can't relate to it because I don't have it. I don't necessarily disrespect it, but it's like the idea of my body is, looks wrong or like I want my body to be altered yeah, yeah, yeah. in yeah. completely but new and original ways. I don't I can't get that mindset. I think it's two different things, dysmorphia and um just accepting your body and doing whatever you want with it. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking purely the aesthetics of it. The uh, sort of like pure aesthetics, want... yeah, yeah. Without any sort of like... oh, go on, go on then. Go on then. Body dysmorphia, let's ask all of you guys. If you wanted to have any body, what would it be? Would it be a dog? Oh. Would it be a border collie? No, you know what I mean. I, like, what would I make you feel would comfortable in your body? Would it be a border collie? Would it be a yeah. snake? Oh, <laughs> unlike me, a snake actually. Yeah. It, it, just a caveat to the question: Is it a permanent thing, or is it like you have a week and then you can just have, come back and tell people about it? It would be like the thing of like you look yourself in the mirror and you'd be like, yeah. Oh, so I could I look like I do now, but in, if I looked in the mirror, I'd think I was like a six foot snake. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't need to be a, a six-foot snake. It can be a six-foot snake. If I wanted it to. Yeah, yeah. but it could be a human six-pack as well. But okay. it, it, but uh, equally, it could be, I want to be a pig with seven nipples. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, that's right. Don't want to be anymore, <laughs> Michael. <laughs> um, I think because i got such little, little imagination, because I'm a non-fiction writer, it's been hammered out to me. I wouldn't mind being a chimp for a bit because, like, they're basically just ripped and they can just, you know, just pull themselves up trees and stuff. It looks like quite a fun life if you've just got free reign to be a chimp. Not the screaming, throwing <laughs> shit around, you know. I think I could, I think I'd benefit from that sort of mindset for a bit. Let myself out a bit on my shell, I, you know. I've got to say, I've known you for 40 years now, Dean, and I've never got the impression that you wanted to be ripped and start throwing <laughs> shit everywhere. Well, it's because I've never had it. I'm in my 40s, so I'm thinking. You know what? I've never tried. <laughs> <laughs> this is my midlife crisis. Some guys buy yeah. a Porsche. I want to be a chimp. 
yeah. Some people are like, I should have started a band when I was younger. <laughs> then you're like, I should have got fucking ripped and started shaking my shit out of <laughs> Screaming and tearing people's bollocks off. <laughs> Yeah. Can your next book be the the rip chip? <laughs> <laughs> I would say yes, but there's already the chip paradox, which is basically in my line of work. So yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of be done. So. <laughs> what were you, Mike? What would you be if you could? Oh fucking hell! Oh. See, you ask the question and you don't think about the answer. Yeah. Uh, I think I wouldn't like to be a snake. No. Too wet. The chimp is quite appealing. I don't know, like, I'd want to be a cat, I think. Like, stretchy. It's like a good life, actually, yeah. Yeah, lithe, but stretchy. Get through things. It'd be something like that, I think. Yeah, right. Yeah, good, good shot. I think I'd like to be Alex Jones from the one show. <laughs> yeah, that would be quite good as well. That's very yeah. specific. <laughs> what are we going to give this uh, dog man? <laughs> um... <laughs> Then did a score it high because, despite the initial confusion of uh, if he actually modified himself, all things being equal, it's a really good costume. <laughs> it doesn't look like a collie. So, pure pure aesthetics. I go. I would give it a. I give it a four. Uh, take a point off for bafflement, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, a four. What I can't imagine is like the commitment it takes to accept your belly being rubbed by yeah. another random person that is also committed to your ruse. You know what I mean? A reporter from the Daily Mail, no less, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that that hand is going to be writing some kind of statement which will lead to the death of 20 migrants before the end of the day. <laughs> and you, I, the, the thing is, you've got to be thinking about that, exactly what you said. You'd be thinking about that while you're sat in that dog suit. Yeah. You know what I mean? You'd be yeah. thinking about the migrants. You would, you would be thinking about migrants, and rightfully so, I think. By dressed as a dog, some British migrants will have died. Exactly, it's true, though, isn't it? If you like a fuck, there's people who will risk everything to travel to Britain, one of the worst places <laughs> on the planet. And I'm on all fours in the ground, dressed as a dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ! Yeah, just thinking, I don't deserve this. <laughs> yeah, I don't deserve this life. Yeah, yeah. I need to look at a mirror, but they're, unfortunately, they're all positioned for humans, and now I'm a dog. <laughs> and also, I would like to retroactively increase my score to 4.5 for the bit I forgot about what he says. I wouldn't be an animal, a big one. I just went for collie. <laughs> he doesn't really want to be a collie. He just spent 20,000 on a collie costume. Yeah, no affinity to dogs whatsoever. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I like that, actually. Yeah, I'm going to give that I'm give an extra half a point for that. <laughs> score Mike uh, I've got to go oh, I'm torn I'm torn I was basically going to give it full 5 out of 5 because it's my choice <laughs> but now that we've introduced the migrants into the conversation <laughs> I think it doesn't deserve more than a 4 because how can you live with yourself <laughs> 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 Fair. Fair. Uh, I'm going to give it a four as well. Um, uh, maybe I could transform myself into a dog if I really tried. If I thought about it hard enough. <laughs> you know, uh, Kafka, the metamorphosis, isn't it? When he wakes up <laughs> yeah, and he's a beetle. Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. just about to read it again. I'd like to think of it the other way around, where like uh, a fucking cockroach wakes up and it's just me. 
It's <laughs> <laughs> in despair. Yeah. It's absolute despair. It's got to go do some minor admin work <laughs> with some absolute bell ends for fucking seven hours. And then he's got to try and work out how to use Zoom and Reaper to edit a podcast down to an hour of absolute garbage. Abort, 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 abort. <laughs> Welcome back, friends. Here we go. This is the section that everybody knows and loves. It's called Random Wikipedia Article. I'm going to click on the button now. Oh, here we go. Bridge River Ocean. I know, this is fun. The Bridge River Ocean, ancient ocean, extended between North America and the Insel Islands during the Mesozoic era. Similar to the earlier slide mountain ocean, Bridge River Ocean, and the subduction zone on the ocean floor. We have different definitions of fun, I'll say that much. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I need... More information on every, <laughs> every single descriptor of that. <laughs> yeah. um, basically, it's one of these old um, uh, prehistoric uh, oceans. Like when the tectonic plates move around, obviously the oceans have to go with them. And occasionally you get things popping up here and there. And um, sometimes oceans go away and sometimes land masses pop up. Um, I don't the, know what the insular islands were. No, I don't know. So, it's new to me too. So, are we are we talk about land before time? Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. the cartoon, the land yeah. before time. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly. Talking about yeah. Littlefoot's mother was probably on the bridge of Roshan at some point. But, um, exactly. That's yeah. what I want to. Yeah. That's what I want to. Uh, yeah, understand. Denver, the last dinosaur, he was there as well. He was there as well. Yeah. 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 Do, you the, the, do you remember where the leaf fell? Do you remember <laughs> where the leaf fell in land before time? And the fucking light goes through the leaf. Vaguely. Ah, oh, it's fucking magic. <laughs> yeah. We thought about this film in 55 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like like we were talking about, again, it's not on the podcast, <laughs> but we were talking about you two playing the, the dome. Oh, yes, yeah, the sphere in Las thing. Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. It, it doesn't fucking equate to that scene of the leaf falling in <laughs> Lamp for Time. Okay. <laughs> that is fucking magic. What if you saw that leaf, though, in, like, um, full high definition come from behind your head and you were in, a, like, a crowd of 120,000 people and they come over your head and down to the it, screen like that? Simon? Yeah. It would be bastardised. Uh, yeah. <laughs> in the true sense of the word, I think it would be bastardised. Yeah. It, it just wouldn't... It wouldn't be the same. I'd love it if there was... That happened, and there was just like gasps of awe from all 120, <laughs> 119,999 people, and then just one man going, Christ! and that'd be you. <laughs> well, this is one man just going, It's a beautiful day. <laughs> yeah, that'd be Bono. <laughs> <laughs> I think the edge might do backup. All right, we're down to one hundred nineteen thousand nine hundred ninety-seven. Every time a leaf falls, <laughs> <laughs> what? What? What is that dumb thing called? Oh, sphere. The sphere. Yeah. What would Dean like to see in the sphere? What would Dean like to see in the sphere? <laughs> <laughs> He's laughing his own impression of Bond at the moment. Oh, God. <laughs> Laughing at this conversation because <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Much Dean, like we, Mike we, reading about the Bridge River Ocean, I'm sitting there going, I don't know any of these words are. I don't know what's happening. Dean, Dean, we've had, right now. Dean we're referencing the conversation we had before you arrived. Okay, well, that's on me, I suppose. Yeah. 
Um, uh, in the doctor, so, okay, back up. sphere, the sphere, okay. <laughs> the sphere I'm getting is a venue in Las Vegas, yes. Right. And is it a Compton venue? That wasn't it? a guess. That wasn't a guess. <laughs> okay, it was an informed prediction. <laughs> That's what I've just heard. Context clues were helpful, yes. Have you seen it, Dean? Do you want to have a look, quick little look? We'll get back to the Wikipedia act and consent. Stop sharing the screen. Oh, wait, 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 can we, make, can we make this the random Wikipedia article? <laughs> this is all being recorded. Like, like, this is what's going out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but... <laughs> we totally lost. Look at this now, Dean. This is oh, inside. Okay. All of that, all of the, the background there is not real, Dean. This is inside. Yeah, yeah. This that is inside. Actually, it's quite a good venue. Oh, so it's, it's, I see. All of that is fake. That's all fake. That's like a big screen that goes all of the, over the top. Right. Of that's why it's a, I get it, Barry. Yes. That's this is Simon. I don't want to be too negative. This is the future. It is the future. Look at the fucking cattle in there. It's like they don't care. They don't care about anything. They just care about the spectacle. Well, in fairness, that is something new. Nobody's experienced yeah. that. Yeah, I don't want to discount the spectacle, mm. but there's something that, that also disgusts me about that. Yeah. So, <laughs> the Treasure River Ocean. Right, so it's basically a summary of a, a, an ocean which existed in the past, dinosaur times or earlier, but the sound of things. Uh, I sort of like that sort of stuff, because it shows, you know, think about you know, history and people and cultures and outfits being different, but geography being different is a really intriguing thing, and that's sort of massively shaped... Uh, Life on Earth as we know it. And mm. uh, this is a new one I've never heard about, but bridges in the old days meant species could cross from one land to the other, which is usually why humans exist as often as they do and uh, everywhere. And that's that's nice. So, Bridge River, Canaan Province, I'll give it a three uh, because it's not the best one, but um, I like it. <laughs> I would say that all three of us are from the Bridge End area, yep. yes. but none of us are from Bridge End. Yeah, true. If you had to pick. This is true. Um, some kind of ocean which would engulf Bridgend. Would you go for the Atlantic or the Pacific? Oh, uh, which one's better weather? They both have loads of weather because they cover a lot of uh, mm. lines of latitude. But um, I think Pacific. You're thinking about it too much. Pacific. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no question. <laughs> yeah. I think I, I'd, go, I'd go Atlantic, I would, because I, I wouldn't want all that carnage to be wrought as the Pacific Ocean finds its way across the world to get back to Bridget. <laughs> the I Atlantic thought... Ocean is nearer, yeah. and so I think I think yeah. it'd be fine. So, Island, I have to say, sorry to you guys, you're being destroyed. But, you know, if the Pacific Ocean had to go, it'd have to go all the way across America, and there's much more many people there then. Right, or so it could go the other way around, of course, and take out all of human civilization, really, just to get to Bridgend. Because <laughs> I thought you were going to lift up Bridgend and drop it in an ocean. No, no, uh, I'm right, thinking right. about tidal waves. Oh, okay, of no, yeah, definitely Atlantic then, because that's just yeah. a, that's, that's, that's a mercy on the rest of humankind. It's a mercy. Would we, would we all agree that it all ends in Bridgend, though? I think so, <laughs> yes. Yeah. If the world's going to end, I think, yeah, Bridgend is a very likely candidate from the start. Yeah. yeah. And I think all the spirit dolls of Bridgend would rise up, <laughs> join hands, and then all the tides yeah. would rise. And the one survivor would be a guy dressed as a dog because they didn't realise he was a human, and therefore he gets to repopulate yeah. <laughs> mankind. So he'd be the king. Yeah. He'd exactly. be the king. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even want this costume, but I'm really glad I got it now. <laughs> Same with this really weird rapture type thing that just happened. It's obviously nobody's hey, coming. Hey, hey, that's where it's going, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Have you been in Cardiff during Comic Con? Yes. <laughs> Tell me something is not going on. <laughs> you can't. 
<laughs> Comic Con's going on. That's, 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 that's the point. <laughs> what what uh, suspicious activity do you think the people of Comic Con are going to have to like? Just turn this off. I think they're dressing up. They're taking all of our all of our jobs. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> <laughs> He looked at a daily mailer for three minutes. <laughs> this is what happened. This is what happened. Dress up. <laughs> like in Firefly. <laughs> that is what they do, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Like Firefly, Firefly was the best series ever. Was it? Was it? I don't know. I don't know. Probably okay. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Thank you for listening.